Hello and welcome to the We Are Shit, I mean the Potters podcast. And I'm joined by Angela as always. Say hello, Ange. Hello. And this is going to be an interesting podcast because, I'll be honest, I'm pissed off, Ange. I don't know about you, but I am. Um, how long has he got is the first question. I put the poll out and at the moment it's 62% for him out, which is pretty low for me. But what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are we're in a dire situation. We're not playing great. Uh, we have got a lot of injuries, but I'm not sure that at the end of the season people will think that's a shame they've gone down because there's a lot of injuries. I, I think we're in, we're in need of... In the next three games, we're in need of a few points. And the break might not have come at a bad time for us, but you look at Sunderland on the 21st, Leeds on the 25th, and Middlesbrough on the 28th, and I think these... And I suppose you could say November the 4th, Cardiff too. They're massive games for this football club. Well, yeah, I mean, Sunderland is going to be a tough one. I mean, they're flying up high and are gripping, just, just gripping Stoke fans at the moment. They are saying, told you so, we didn't want him... We wanted him gone. We didn't want Neil anyway. He was a dour Scotsman with no personality and very me- mediocre. And at this point, I'm in opinion to agree with them, to be honest. I think his middle name is Alex Mediocre Neil. And we've got a few good games coming up. I mean, Middlesbrough and Sunderland, you might say, are easy games, but I don't think so the way Sunderland play. I know Sunderland lost yesterday, but they'll regroup. They've got a very good young side. And, you know, it's crazy because they've sold pretty much most of their squad and a fifth is it in the table, which shows you that bringing loads of numbers in doesn't always work. And it's a bit depressing at the moment, Sam. So, I mean, I, I can't believe that we've brought in so many players and look worse in many factors than we did last season. I thought it was going to be impossible to be worse than last season. But somehow, Mr Mediocre's done it, anti We are really poor. We don't look like scoring. We don't look, We can't defend properly. We've brought in worse players than we had last season. I mean, honestly, I'm going back now and I think, oh, I wish we could get Danny Bat back. That That's how far we've fallen. I mean, I, I couldn't stand Danny Bat. I thought he was a, a running fridge. But at least he could defend. <laughs> I am... Um... Um, I'm just absolutely fed up of the, the way we are at the moment. It's not a great... If you're a Stoke fan, you have the rough with the smooth, but we've had a lot of rough just lately. A lot of rough. I mean, a lot of rough fans. It's coming on 10 years. We've nearly had a decade of utter shite. Where we, where, where we getting worse? I mean, I can't name... We've been in the Championship now for... what? Well, it's going to be seven seasons, pretty obviously. Well, unless things get drastically worse, which could do under Mr Mediocre, which is now his new nickname. Um, I just feel that it could get worse. There's nothing stopping it getting worse. But the thing is, we've spent a load of money and... I'm looking at him, the only one I'm really impressed with is Vidigal, and he's injured. And I'm not having this excuse anymore, where people are coming out and going, oh, well, we're injured, we've got serious injuries. Everybody has injuries. Fair enough, we've got a bit more than the other, but we should be looking into that. Why are we getting injuries all the time? Why have we got 10 players out at this early start of the season? Is it because these are players that 
maybe have been backup players and are not used to playing regular football, so they're getting niggly injuries because they're not used to it. Well, again, that goes down to recruitment then. But a lot of these players we have signed in, apart from um, the new age Michael Ricketts-Wesley and Ryan Ryan the sick now May, who was playing regular football this season, is now injured. It's, it's a problem time. I mean, the injuries... Have we heard any word on why we keep getting all these injuries? Because it was the same last season as well, in the early parts. Yeah, I... Honestly, uh, you could say it's down to uh, soft tissue injuries, you could say it's down to impact injuries. The sad, the sad fact for us is it's always down to injuries. <laughs> it's always down to injuries. And if you didn't laugh at this stage, you'd cry, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, you, you, I'm already crying. That's why I've been for the last two weeks. That's why I've done a podcast. I've been in tears thinking I was all positive at the start of the season. Remember my hands, my little face, all happy and can't wait. season's going to be brilliant. We've brought in the, the next Ronaldo and now it looks like we've bought garbage again. I mean, I, but one thing we're going to talk about now and, and we're, going to, we're going to have to talk about Alex Neal. I know it's your favourite subject, Dan, because you've always wanted him and you, you, you called him the new age Tony Pulis and... We're going to have to have a quick word about him. So, what are your thoughts on Alex Neal at this point? Because a lot of this pe- people are still in the middle. People are on the fence. I'm clearly not on the fence. And I, to be honest, I never wanted him anyway. I was very honest about that when we gave him the job. For me, he's always been mediocre. I think he's done good. He's had a couple of good stints here and there where he's done something. But I'm looking at it now and I, I don't understand the logic of what he's doing. He, at the start of the season, and, and I know from speaking from, to people behind the scenes at the club, I'm not going to name him because I don't know, I might get banned from the ground, but I think at this point they're desperate for anyone to go down the ground, so I think anyone's all right. But he was desperate for wingers, and he wanted to bring a dynamic, adventurous, attacking, wing-played game. And I can't remember the last time he played wingers as wingers. Can you? I think it was early on where we were winning and then all of a sudden now we're playing pretty much a different formation every week, honestly. I think, he's, is he playing FIFA? Is he playing FIFA? Well, I mean, to be fair to him, it is hard to keep the same formation when uh, you don't have uh, the players at your disposal that you want to fit in that formation. And when we played it down to Southampton midweek, we were in a situation where two of his forwards ended up playing in the back line. So, um, it's, um, to me, it's, there's partly mitigating circumstances for it, but as far as I'm concerned, I will go back to the fact that for all the recruitment we had in the summer, we didn't get a left-sided centre-half. I did ask him about that, and he did say he tried and he couldn't get one. Um, now we've got, um, only option we've got is free transfers and non-contracted players and as he quite rightly says if you go for those at the moment um, you know it's uh, it's difficult isn't it it's 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 hard to see where we go now apart from hoping and waiting for the injuries to stop and with those injuries I think three or four will be back straight after the closed season uh, sorry after the international break I think Gooch will probably be back I think Vidigal will be back. Um, I don't. I think Hoover might be back, but I think we're going to be waiting a lot, long while for Wilmot, and I think we're going to be waiting a fair while for Mai. 
Um, Wesley, I think he'll be around. Um, You look at the players we've got, and of the players we've got, Vidi Gal's obviously the flavour of the month. Now, that could just be a freak span he's going through at the moment. But I think he's a good player. Junior looks a good player. Uh, Looks as though he needs a little bit more time, but he'll be good. I think uh, Jumbei Ho is going to be excellent. So there's three straight away that you're looking uh, quite happy with. But I do worry about this lack of a good striker because Lowe had two chances yesterday and you cannot expect, I say you can't expect, Stoke fans don't expect a young lad to um, to do that well with chances, whereas other clubs, when they've had the Wayne Rooney's, etc., they have done well. But to me, Lowe doesn't look the finished article, yet he's starting in front of Dwight Gale and you know then at that point that Dwight Gale's probably a busted flush, don't you? Well, yeah, but I don't, I don't understand it, Ange, because, I mean, Wesley, for example, we brought him in, well, I'm not going to call him that anymore, the the new Michael Ricketts, and I've, I've got to be honest when I look at him, Lowe's a good lad, he's a good young lad, and he, but he shouldn't be starting games, and it's a really bad statement on the manager when he was desperate for Wesley, said he'd be the answer to most of the questions. I mean, I, I, I want to know what the questions were, if he's the answer. Um Lowe's a, Lowe's a good young lad who, who should be coming off the bench and, and slowly in his trade and then next season we, we give him a loan spell if he impresses he's got a future he's, he's, he's one of them players same with Tez Gal and same with a few others but when we're playing two teenagers up front when we've got Gale who scored well over 100 professional goals in his career we've got Wesley who scored 9 goals in 4 and a half seasons and you know, there's uh, there's part, probably other players that could have played in those positions, and you're playing them two up front against a team that, let's be honest, is going to walk this league. It it, sh- it shows to me that this is a manager who that it, what's he doing? You know, if you if if you've had all this faith and pushed so hard for Wesley, oh sorry, Ricketts, what what in your mind thinks? Oh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put a teenager in there. I mean, is he sending a message to the board? Because it's just stupid. Now, I know Wesley's been poor, but at least he'll have something about him. At least maybe play low with Wesley, so he's got a bit of support. I don't know what kind of support it'd be, but to be fair, he is okay at knocking the ball on and holding it up, Wesley. To be honest, the only thing he is good at. But for me, I don't understand. Like I've said this, and I've said this, I said this to world famous Viper um, this week when I was last week when I was at work, and I said to him. If there was a sh- if he was playing the same formation every week, the four the four two three one formation, and was playing that every week, and it just wasn't quite clicking yet, I'd go give it time, let these new players knit in, and we'll see how it goes. But at the start of the season, we won what was it three out of four wanted, so it was similar to that, and then we lost two games. Well, we lost a game. And then he went back to a flat back five. And then we got battered for four games. Got a very good freak result against Bristol City. Which I didn't think we deserved to win. But we got it. So I'll take it. I just don't... I can't see what, what the logic is. This is what this is what got Michael O'Neill sat. Swapping things around all the time. And I can understand you've got a few injuries. But you tweak it. And I think the problem is you're not going to get any stability as a football team and as a squad 
when one minute you're playing left wing back, the next minute you're playing as a cam, the next player you're playing as a central midfielder, and then the next time you're on right wing back. You know, if I was that player, I'd go, boss, where are you playing me? And then the week yeah. after, you're out. And it's like, well, you've played me everywhere, but where to play? And I'm talking about yeah. Mr. Johnson here. And it's like he's yeah. doing whatever he can to fit him in. He was hopeless yesterday for me, which we'll cover later, obviously. But he's playing him in the left wing because he's got a left foot. I mean, where's Hacker? Was he injured? No, he wasn't injured, was he? came on. So... And the one thing that bothered me, sorry to interrupt, about the bench was, uh, OK, well, it's on a hot day. I know it was hot because I was there. Um, and then you put your subs on with three minutes to go. Yeah, this is what I mean about him. It's it's every week, and he'll come out and make these dour, boring things. He deflects everything, but himself. The subs should have come off. Should have come on after the after the first goal. We were comp what I don't like, Andrew, is when somebody changes the formation every fifteen minutes. He changed it twice against Leicester. How can these players ever ever knuckle into positions when they're playing in different ones every week? It, yeah. it, it's just stupidity. It's tough. It's really tough. It, it, it is. And it, it, for me, the, it's, well, for me, I've had enough of him. Because he, he gave us that good run last season that he's, he's been dining on for a while. And we start, there was a lot of excitement at the start of this season. We really were. And now that's all gone. The fans have had enough. They don't want him. Half want him sacked off, say so give him time. But the thing is, I'm, I'm scared of giving him time. This is reminding me oh, of... OK, well, Ian, what do you do? What do you do instead of him? Well, for me, I would let him go now. That's what I'd do. And I'd go abroad. It's time we bring a Spanish or a Dutch or a French up. We're going to have to give somebody outside a go because the, I was listening to another podcast the other day and it was a good one. It was a, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about Football League and it was mainly about the Championship. And he, he said on there, he said, I can't believe Stoke have not brought a top manager in since he's been in the Championship. They've, they've, they've had four hit and goes. They've brought in managers that... Like, like Neil, who've done well in the past. We brought in Michael O'Neill, who's done nothing apart from a bit of a good stint with international football with Northern Ireland, but has never managed a club. But I didn't, I didn't, to be brutally honest, I didn't mind Michael O'Neill. I thought he was okay until towards the end when he built his own squad and it started falling apart. We brought in Gary Rowatuda, who'd had close shaves of getting a team up, but never had got a team up. Still hasn't to this day. He's got Millwall close and around it, but never has. And then we brought in Nathan Jones, who'd had a League 2 promotion to his name. We haven't brought anybody with any clout in, have we? That's what my argument is. No, I, I, you know what? I don't dispute what you're saying. I um, I think a lot of what you're saying is, is correct. But the point I'll make is there's something wrong at Stoke where, for whatever reasons, whatever manager we get, nothing seems to go right for us, does it? In terms of injuries or getting a bit of luck or getting a linesman's decision. We're in one of those ruts where we're not getting what we deserve. Well, I, d I don't know, Ange, because I think we are where we deserve. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I know we got a couple of bad decisions against Southampton. It was horrific 
from the referee, to be honest. But we can't keep making that excuse. It wouldn't put us higher up the table. The, the thing is that, for me, the problem is, because we're, we're, we're basically hitting and hoping on managers, aren't we? This is what Man United are doing, where they aren't getting the recruitment right for the manager that's in. I mean, but he, he doesn't help himself, Ange. So he do, if he gets sacked, he can only blame himself. He works so hard to get all these wingers in, and he's brought how many in? Bay, Vinegal, Hacky, Larice, isn't he? He's already got Campbell at the club, he's got this, he's got that. But he can only play, but he's not playing them as wingers. And he's changing everything around too much. And I know we're getting injuries, I understand that. Because I can can hear people down the radio screaming that. But I'm sorry, it was his decision to go with three centre backs and loan out the other two young kids instead of giving one maybe an opportunity. If there's an injury, it was his decision to yeah. let time and go and not bring another left back in and leave only a 33 year old injury prone Stevens to be his only natural left back. It was his choice to bring in three right backs. It was his choice to bring all these wingers in. It was his choice to bring, bring Wesley on a massive contract from Aston Villa. It was his idea to get right to agree that Ryan May comes to the club, a player that. I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't rate him when he played and I haven't seen him since. You know, why keep hold of Gale? If you just pay him up. If you don't want him, pay him up. Simple thing, yeah, isn't it, really? And, I agree. And the fact is, there's, there's got to be managers out there out there abroad who, who, who can get a hold of what they've got and turn them around. I mean, for me, it's getting to that stage now where I'd probably give it a Sam Allardyce or a Neil Warnock. And that, well, that's where it's got, Ange. Because it's getting worse every year. We're getting so close to that door. And we're giving these managers, who the, they're really bigging up. I mean, you know as well as I do how much John Coates loves Alex Neal. For some reason, I do not I do not know. But he loves him to bits. And for me, things have got to change. It really has. Can't keep going like this. Can't keep going where we're throwing no, money down the toilet. How are you going to change it? How are we going to change it? We're going to have to bring a quality manager in. We've got to have to spend the oh, money. Name the manager. Name the manager. Well, I've always been a fan of John Terry. I know he's not foreign, but I've always been a fan of him, I think, because anything just to improve things. Because the thing what I like about when these big-name ex-players come in to become managers, they do have a quick bounce. Rooney had it with Derby. Lampard had it with, Dar- with Derby as well. Um, Carrick had it with Middlesbrough when he first went in. Could that be the answer for a year? And then see what can land after that. But for me, it's got to be someone like. And you know me, I I do. I for years I've been saying we don't want a dinosaur, but I think they're the only people who work in the system. We need somebody who knows how tactics, put it basic, get it down, and work hard and, and graft the team through. Unless we go abroad and find a, a clever tactician that can use players how he needs them and wants them. Because at the moment we're bringing in managers who who are, who are hopers and. They aren't, there's no hope there. And I'll tell you now, if we don't get it, because the reason why I'm edgy about sacking Neil is I'm terrified that we're going to do a Mark Hughes again and wait too long. And then we're trapped and Warnock's gone to Rangers or something, or Allardyce has gone to, I don't know, Timbuktu to manage there or something. We're going to be left with another Paul Lambert again and we're going to end up down into League One, which you don't think about, but... There's a big possibility because we are atrocious. We've got no attack and no defence. None of us midfielders that we've spent a fortune on can pass the ball in a creative way. They can go sideways beautifully. But 
I, I can't I can't see any positives out of it, Andrew, if we keep hold of him. Just bring a good manager in, Ange. Dead, dead simple, really. Well, I mean, they thought he was a good manager. Yeah, but they're obviously clueless, aren't they, Ange? I mean, this is the fifth one in a row now that's been literally rubbish. And they keep saying that they, they don't want the club to fall into that pattern of sacri rehire, sacri hire. Well, bring a good manager in then. That'd help. I mean, it, Alex... The truth is that we brought these managers in we might as well have stuck with Michael O'Neill, Ange. I'll be honest, because at least I would have I would have been intrigued to see how he would have done with money, because he never had money, did he? So I probably would have been intrigued now to go. I wonder what he could do with a bit of money. But uh, I think he would have done very well with a bit of money. I also think he would have uh, changed the club around a lot. But for whatever reason, uh, the joint chairs got. Um, they got itchy feet and decided they were going to act. And uh, it's not looking the best of decisions at the moment, is it? But having said that, uh, you look at you look at where the season is, and um, you're not hundred percent sure, are you, that that this is going to be the way it carries on? Well, that's that's the thing I'm worried about. It's not so much that you know, we sack him and it's another manager gone, this, that and the other. The thing that I'm worried about is that we're going to hold fire too long. Now, I know everybody's saying just give him time, things will turn round. I can't see how it's going to turn round. I mean, we beat Rotherham comfortable and I know Rotherham are rubbish. There's no question of that. They should go down. I mean, they, they have got a poor side. But, it, but also on that kilter, it was the start of the season and, you know, start of the season things can change a lot can't they you know I can remember was it Middlesbrough last season first five or six games were bottom were bottom weren't they they sat wild they brought in Carrick and then all of a sudden they finished third and almost got automatic promotion you know it, it can happen but I just I can't see any promising shoots from him and because I think even if he did have a full squad I still think he'd be changing the squad round every left, left, right and centre. I think Alex Neal's good when he doesn't have options. When you look at what he had at Norwich and when he had what he had at Sunderland, he didn't have a lot of options, did he? He had three wingers that he had to swap round to keep fit. He had two strikers. He had a very threadbare squad, and same with Norwich, because they just dropped from the Premier League. And he had to go with really what he had because of the relegation. He had a thin, small squad, but when he went up to the Premier League with Norwich and brought a big squad, he failed. When he was at Preston and he got a big squad, he failed. And now he's failing at Stoke. I think at times he, he's he's too wary of the the fact that he's got these um, players that he needs to fit in. Because I think he's too worried that they're going to get upset and it's going to fall apart. It's not just Stoke that have got problems at the moment. And even, even a club that's doing okay like Birmingham City, who've got John Eustace, who was an old Stoke player in. A lot of people talking about Wayne Rooney's going there. Um, and So, decent managers that are British, because I think Stoke will only go for a British manager, if they change, are all being looked at at other clubs anyway. Um, and if, if somebody like Birmingham's thinking of moving and they're doing infinitely better than us, then you've got to wonder who would want to come to Stoke at this moment in time. 
And everybody said it's a great job. Alex Neal, when he took the job, so they came here because he got the best owners uh, in the country. Well, whether you've got the best owners in the t country or not, um, it's it's not gr it's not looking great, is it? Well, I mean, I'd take John Eustace now, to be honest. I mean, he's, he's taken Birmingham to six, hasn't he? I mean, why are they on about sacking him? Well, and that's what I'm saying. Um, it, you don't have to just be successful to, uh, to save your skin, do you? You can be unsuccessful or successful. It's whether your face fits at the club. And the point I'm making is I think he's got a lot of credit in the bank because John Coates likes him. You know, you, you you talk normally about taking positives from from performances, don't you? Um, you do, don't you? You think, oh well, I'll I'll, um, I'll I'll take I'll take the positives out of that. The positives for me yesterday were we didn't get battered, and he set up for us not to get battered. Now some people um, maybe think that that was the way to play. Some people don't. At the end of the season, goal difference might mean a lot to Stoke City, the way they're playing at the moment, one end or the other. I personally don't think we'll get relegated. I personally don't think we'll do much more than get to 15th or 16th. Um, you know, but um, I, I do think he's got some credit in the bank and I don't think all the people, yourself included, who would like him to go now, I don't think there's a cat in house chance. No, I don't. I, I think it's going to be another Mark Hughes. I think they'll wait too long. and then Because the same thing happened with Mark Hughes, didn't he? When he had credits in the bank with John, he, he liked him a lot for some reason, or Tony, whichever one it was. And we waited too long and it was too late. All the good managers had gone to other places and we waited too long. I think this is why a lot of clubs like you, you're saying, where a manager you do want becomes available, you act fast. That's why Bournemouth last season ended up for me staying up in the Prem because they brought O'Neill in because because of Parker. I mean, would you take Scott Parker, maybe, after what he's done in the Championship the last two clubs? No. So you wouldn't take Scott Parker with the two promotions? No. I don't, because I, I'm not, I just don't see any point in speculating because at this moment in time, um, I don't think his job's under any threat at all. Well, it, it can't be any worse, Ange. I mean, I've got, I've got to be honest, we are we are two points above the relegation zone. We've got QPR, I know, that are underneath us. Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday, for me, are gone, um, unless yeah. there's a massive you're change. You're fighting, realistically, you're fighting for uh, one shot, aren't you? Yeah, there's one, one place one going down, which might save grace, to be honest, because Watford are awful. I think Uddersfield will plummet now, Warnock's left. Plymouth, I think, are going to be the Rotherham of last season. Hard to beat, consolidate. Um, but, I mean, we look at it there. We're, we're minus six. I mean, there's only there's only um, Huddersfield who've got a worse goal-scoring record apart from the bottom three. So, everybody's where they should be, really. I mean, it's... Yeah, it, we, we shouldn't speculate. And there is a manager in the job. And it, but I, I've just had enough of it, Ange. I'm sick of these managers... They come in, change things around every week, and expect different results. Yeah, it, it's just when you look at when you when you look at the hard call facts, right? Um, he's played fifty-one games now at Stoke, right? Yeah. Um, well, I think he might have put 
played 51, I'm, I'm going. But um, from what I read last night, in those 51 games, he's got 10 points less than Michael O'Neill had. And I believe, I haven't looked, I believe that his uh, percentage ratio of wins is worse than Nathan Jones. So what you're telling me is he's got the worst point. He's got a worse record than the rest of them. He's got the worst record than Michael O'Neill and the worst record than Nathan Jones. So if you look at it statistically in terms of how safe he is, then he isn't particularly safe, is he? But in terms of the credit in the bank, when you think that he's brought in all these players, um, he's, re he's rebuilding the squad, He's brought in his own technical director. He's brought in his own recruitment guy. I think he's got a lot of credit in the bank for him even to be allowed to do that. How has he been allowed to do that? Uh, well, I mean, only the owners know that, don't they? Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. So now if we sack him, we've got to sack the technical director and that, that American bloke. Yeah. Wow. So no wonder the club's in, in disrepair when we're basically bringing a manager in and giving him all the power. Yeah. But he's been... Everybody wanted the club to reset. They've tried to reset and it's failed at the moment. I, I was giving them credit because I thought they were... I thought, I thought that Ricky Martin was above Alex Neil. Well, he is, but Alex Neil brought him in. I've never known a club do that. I've never oh, known. I've never known a club do that. Happened. I've never known a club where they ask the manager who you want as technical director. Yeah. No, what? mate. But that's the way it is. Wow. Right. So on that bombshell you've dropped on me lap there, that's that's blown pieces everywhere, Ange. Right, so we'll go through the game yesterday. I don't know if, if you can. I mean, I'm obviously fuming. I will, I will be honest. So I'll let you talk for a minute. We'll have a nice cup of water about the great times that you saw yesterday at Leicester. Right, well, I'll just give you a little bit about the great times at Leicester. It's a very warm day. Um, it's the Stoke fans were brilliant. I think there was over 3,000 of us. Um, and I, for a while, I thought we've got the ball... We've got the ball, we've lost the ball, we've lost the ball was quite funny, but not for about 87. I did happen to see a message from one of my friends last night who is a Leicester fan who was watching it uh, overseas with a Leicester, Leicester commentary. And they said to me, right, um, all that the Leicester people were saying was, right, okay, um, Stoke are paying them too much courtesy and this is like a... Um, like training day and that that is uh, just what I thought it looked awful so it wasn't good to, well at least it was sunny Ange at least there was some nice clement weather at least there, at least there was that yeah but, and you know what there's, there's all the other things again I, I'm not trying to brighten up every day, every day apart from uh, Chris Basham but I don't know if you actually saw Chris Basham get injured what looked an innocuous slip yesterday and I don't know whether he's broke his leg or dislocated his ankle I think it's uh, I think um, he's broken his leg just above his ankle um, and uh, when you 
when you see that, and then again, I'm just going to bring something else in. George Andrews, uh, who was a lovely man, and I knew him quite well, um, he passed away in the early hours of Friday morning. Um, as much as we... Uh, as much as we're desperately unhappy with where we are, there's far more worse things in this world. Oh, of course there is. There's always worse things that happen in the world, and, you know, it's sad to hear of people's passing. Obviously, it's not... It's not it's not something we can live with normally and we never will. It's it's just that everything at the moment around the football club is is down at the moment. So I was listening to it on the radio when I was when I was going for a walk, uh, to clear my head after after the first half and I could hear the fans in the background. I mean there was a couple of fans caught and it's it's I've put it up on my group page of a couple of um Stoke fans proper having to go at a little kid, you know, Fret one was threatening. Ten year old, anybody was having a go about. Yeah, yeah. Little lad. Yeah. Um, it was there was two Stoke fans basically pointing and having a go at um, at a a little ten year old or something, probably a bit less, screaming and shouting. One, a a big lad with a a cap, he was threatening to take him outside. I was like, what are you doing? Because I was like, what are you doing? What are you trying to take a ten-year-old outside for a fight for? It's up with you, but they're that angry, Angie. Everybody's fuming. It's, it, I mean, like it's gone back to angry again, Angie. I've noticed. Like even I'm angry now. Like before, it, when it was like last season, we were that used to it that we, I was numb to. It. We lost every week. It's normal, but now because yeah, go, go on then. But look at the bonuses you've got. Junior Chamadu or Chamadu or whatever we're calling him. Junior. He looks a good guy. He, he ran himself silly yesterday. Yeah, I mean, there is. I mean, I, I like the young recruitments. I, I do. I think Bay is going to be brilliant. I like Joe Lich from what I'm hearing of him in the Youth Academy. Uh, I like, what's his name? Um, Nathan Lowe. I think there's a good crop. Tezgal. We've got a good crop. That Junior, I think he's a good one. There is a good crop that we've brought in and a set of young players that we've done okay with. And yeah, and I think Berger will be an excellent player too. I think Berger will once he's, he's nestled into a proper system, but the problem so is... So you've got Berger, Chamadu, uh, Jean Beho and um, Vidigal. Yeah. And that's so, say four out of 18. Right. If you go in terms of points, I think we'll probably get that forty-five points. Very, very positive there, Ange. I've got, I've got, I've got to be honest. Very positive there. Yeah. I was looking more thirty. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But well, then at least I cheered you up. <laughs> but I think Hacker's a decent signing as well on loan. I think he's got, he's got a bit of a trickery about him. I like him. I think he could, if he was permanent, I'd be impressed. But the you problem is. You are? You broke up then, say that again, because I'm sure the listeners won't understand the word of that. <laughs> well I said about uh, Hacker, I think he's a good player, the lad from Celtic. I think he's um, yeah. I think he's a decent sign. Yeah, if we can get him permanent, that that that's another positive. I think there's a he's a bit raw, but I think there's he could be a bit of a talented player. There, like I say, there is positives come out. I just I just think that and I think there is a good squad there, Andrew. I think there is a good base. We haven't got a defence. I mean, we, we, we've got Wilmot, and I think McNally's okay. But Rose, Rose is awful. 
I mean, I can remember last season taking the mick out of Aidan Flint, and I thought to myself, we surely can't get worse than him from now on. And wow, Magic Stoke, they've done it again. Michael Rose, he's terrified of heading the ball and can't defend. <laughs> it's been, you know, the couple of weeks that we haven't done this, or however many weeks it is, it's, uh, I've missed the wit, the repartee, and the thoroughly happy nature of our chats. But the one other thing we haven't cho- spoken about is John Percy. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw that John Percy put out a tweet last night which said, Worrying times at Stoke, Alex Neal's record in the Championship, played 51, won 15, drawn 11, lost 25 points, 56. And he put, um, obviously, Leicester are very good, but it's a mind-blowing record, the owners have backed him 100%. Uh, now, John Percy only posts things when he thinks there's a reason to post them. Now, I'll, I'll go uh, qualify that by saying, yeah, OK, John, you could have put that we'd also got lots of injuries, uh, we've got two centre midfielders in the back four, um, I thought we'd created the best chances in the match, to be honest. But, uh, as I said, we blew them. Um, I thought we kept the score to a respectable level and I was walking out of the ground with a Leicester and a Melbourne fan. The Leicester fan, funnily enough, worked in Stoke. It was a weird combination. They just stopped me and asked me if I'd been to the match. And I said, yes. And they said, uh, are you a Leicester fan? I said, no, I'm a Stoke fan. She said she worked in Stoke. She was a Leicester fan. He said, I'm from Melbourne. We got chatting. And the common denominator was that they said uh, everybody that plays at Leicester this season plays like we do because they don't want to get tanked. So when you look at that, um, maybe you can't um, blame him for setting up as he as he wants. And if we've got this unprecedented injury crisis, and we've also had the problem with the penalties we shouldn't have had and the bookings we shouldn't have had, you get judged on results at the end of the season. And it doesn't matter what happens. People will say, oh, it's excuses, excuses, and we've gone down, or we haven't got better, and we're still in the bottom five or six. But this Leicester fan said to me, they expected a much tougher game, um, and they thought our keeper kept the score down. And I actually thought Travis made two great saves. Yeah, apart that, from a great that, listen, Apart from that, we were awful. We, we are. We, we, but, and we've been awful now for about two months. It's, it, we had a good start where we looked we look good when we first started. When he played wingers, we looked okay. But then he started fiddling around, messing around, and then and hasn't been able to switch it back on. And then we've got injuries. Yeah. And I think injuries yeah, are down to players playing out of position and not moving right. You know, yeah, possibly. Because Gary Neville was talking about that a while ago on that programme, is overlap. And he was talking about that, that when he played at left-back, he kept getting injured. And he spoke to the doctors, and the doctor said, "Why are you getting injured?" Well, <laughs> the doctor said, "It's why are you getting in? It's my job." But he basically said, "Why, doctor? Why do you keep getting injured?" He says, "You're not moving right. You're moving wrong, and it's because you're playing out yeah. of position. Because you're trying to you're trying to move in ways to defensively mark a player, but it's not your position. You're not used to it. So your muscles are moving and changing in different directions, and it's causing little tears." Because you're spinning wrong, or you, you're not, your muscles aren't used to spinning that way. Especially when you get to a certain age, you know, not like our hand, ages hands, because we we, you know, we we get injuries from standing up, or you know, rinsing out a cloth. That's how we get injuries. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. but footballers, if if you're like mid twenties or early twenties or whatever, you you can play in the out of position. So. 
But what's been the common denominator of the last two seasons where we've had a lot of injuries? Players playing out of position, Ange. And who's that yeah, down to? I, but I'll still also say that on 87 minutes, you put on Haksabanovic, Sidibe and Gale for Junio, Leris and Lowe. On a very hot day, um, I don't know why he, he did that at that time. I just don't understand. Do you understand why he did that at that time? I Three minutes to go. I, I don't understand, A, the formation change. I don't understand why Hackey wasn't playing on the left instead of Johnson. I don't understand why he's now all of a sudden put, um, what's his name, in the right place, uh, Junior, on the right side this time. Now, to be fair to Thompson, I didn't think he was horrific. To be fair, I mean, next week we will go back to player ratings, but I'm angry, Ange, so I'm, I'm, I'm venting. That's what this is, what this is. It's going to be the Venter podcast. That's what this one okay. is. But, um, I haven't noticed. You, have, you, have you not noticed? Well, there's, no, there's, I, there's, I think you've been really calm and collected. There's more yet. But, you know, I just don't understand what he does at times, Andrew. Fair enough, sometimes you can go, yeah, I get that. He's just, I mean, it's like when he. Kept playing Dylan Gooch left back, and he he, he can't play there, and it, it's pretty yeah. obvious now. I thought Junior, to be fair to to him, did okay on the left because he, he was like Sterling, oh, he, was, he, was, he was bombing up and he was covering. I thought he was doing all right. You remind me, remind me a little bit of Sterling last season, but then. Laurent, here's another one for you. What are your opinions? Because Laurent has got a hell of a lot of stick over the last couple of weeks and some really nasty tweets. You are? I thought he was one of the best players playing completely out of position yesterday. It's about... Do you reckon that's his position? Do you reckon that's his position, Ange? Do you reckon he is a a secret centre-back? Because whenever he's played in midfield, Ange, he's been horrific. He's not played great. And then you've also, listen, by the time the break's over, you'll have Baker back if he wants to play him. Oh, God, it's getting better, Ange. Oh, God, what a weekend. I mean, this. you can't, it's just these riches that we've got <laughs> waiting to come on and, and thrill you. It's just fantastic, isn't it? You've well, got Lewis Baker that could be fit soon. Well, when you see, man, just, just, just run and tackle him as hard as you can if you can, Lewis Baker, if you see. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that was. Just a, just a bit of banter. So we saw oh God, you aren't injured, are you? Um, no, joking, yeah. of course. You don't be held up for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get what he's doing, Ange. I mean, yesterday also, we were definitely set up to defensively. Said we sat a whole game. Um, Berger, I think, is a great player if we ever decide to play him in his natural position. I mean, if we, I don't understand. Like Larice, I mean, I've I've been impressed. He's one we forgot because there's been that many players. I thought I think I like Larice. I don't like him as a striker like he was against Southampton. That makes no sense to me at all. But that is another decision, Ange. When he keeps playing wingers up front and playing and playing people everywhere, but where they play. But I thought Larice did okay yesterday on that right wing because that's his position. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not not disputing that. Um we've had problems with people playing out of position and I know you want to always play people in your right position but when you've got that many injuries Ian doesn't matter who you are you, you can't um, you can't do anything about it and if he's talking about four or five players being back after the break 
if it's the right four or five players, then we're going to be closer to our, best, our first choice starting eleven. Um, I don't think at this moment in time it solves anything at all uh, to get rid of him because we're just restarting the process again. I, but, I, I, I want to process, that, yeah. Yeah, but having said that, if we get to Christmas time and we're still in the same area, then I think really there's got to be something done. Yeah, but by that time, how long do you leave it? You've said about Michael. Uh, you've said about Mark Hughes. I mean, we left that until we all knew we were going down. We left that, um, and I, th- I just I think he's got to improve a huge way to um, to to have any chance of winning over the fans. Well, I'll put this question to you, Anne, because you're always putting questions to me. I'm going to put one back. So say we're in the exact same position we're in now, but say we've got a cushion of maybe five or six points at Christmas. Would you want? Would you, would you still want... Do you reckon you'd keep hold of him even then? So say we're, we're comfortably, a little bit comfortable out the relegation zone, and we probably won't go down. Say QPR, Rotherham and Chef Wednesday... Are completely cut adrift, but we're. Well, I think you're going to say Chef Wednesday and Rotherham are gone, but I don't. I don't think then you should be actually looking for one place and think, well, we're okay if we can just survive one place. I think as Stoke City, you really need to be striving to be much better off than we are. And the problem is, we've become a mediocre team. In what six years we've come from being one that everybody modelled themselves on that went in the Premier Premier League to being just an average mid, mid-table um, championship club at best. And you know what? At this moment in time, I think Alex Neal, Ricky Martin and the club would take being a mid-table championship club. Oh, they, I did, really do. Did, did snap your hands off at that now? Did snap yeah, your hands but, off at that? Yeah, they would. But you can't say that uh, they haven't had bad luck. Because they have had bad luck. Of course, they've had a bit of bad luck, Andrew. Yeah, they, they have had a, a bit of. But that's again, I keep saying it, it's down. It's down to the way the manager's playing things. If if you're getting injured and you're playing out of position, which has been proven, can cause injuries. No wonder we have more injuries than anybody else when we have managers that put players all over the bloody place. How Johnson hasn't got injured, I don't know, because he's no, played no, everywhere. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You look at Leicester yesterday. They, I think they made about six changes. They rotated their squad against us. Right? We never got close to them. No, they were good light team. years better than us. Oh, they are. They kept the ball. They kept the ball for ninety minutes. It was eighty percent to twenty percent possession. It was complete and utter humiliation. Having said that, I'll take that if losing by two keeps us up next season. I just don't. I don't accept the recent four mans. That that's just how I am now. I don't. I don't accept. What is it? Four points in what is it? Six games. Seven yeah, games. Their keeper had one save to make in the whole match. One save. We had three glorious chances. I actually thought it was a penalty on on Joe Bayo. I actually thought it was a penalty. People told me it wasn't, but I thought it was a penalty. I was shot. Their keeper. Yeah. Their keeper had one save to make in 90 minutes. How many shots did we, we have had, against Southampton? I think we had two, didn't we? 
No. I was shot on target throughout the match for one. We had two shots off target. It was 26% possession. Right? But we won the throw-ins, we had 21 to their 17. Whee! There we go. Right, so it's frightening. It's absolutely frightening. It's the difference between them and us as a football team. Yeah, you know, they will undoubtedly go up. Oh, they'll walk it. I, I said that at the start of the season, they'll win the league. They will, because, I mean, if you look at the difference between us when we went down and when they went down, they've just got to brought Harry Winks, who not long ago was getting in the England team and had a decent loan spell at Sampdoria from what I've, what I've read. We brought in, we just kept hold of Joe Allen. You know, failed players. The, the problem is with us, we, we're too slow to things. We always have been too slow. It's like, it's like look what, what Brighton do. I know Brighton are literally the greatest model to ever move through the leagues, to be honest. How, how they do business and how they transfer in their, their, and everything about them is pretty much to a, an incredible level. But then when you look at you look at Stoke, I mean, is it now four points out of seven games? Yeah. That's not good enough, Ange. I'm sorry, that's sackable offence. You know, four points out of seven games when you've just gone and spent how much? 20, 30 well, million pounds? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you've spent. It matters about how much, how well you've done. I mean, if you look Crap. at our... If you look at our fixtures, right, right let's go from uh, when I think the wheels fell off, which was the 2nd of September when we lost it over to Preston 2 now. Yeah, that was a big story. We then lost to Norwich. We then drew at Huddersfield, and we should have won that match, right? So we got a point there. We then gave an abject performance against Hull. We lost that. We played okay in one half against Bournemouth in the Cup, right? And we had a magic result at Bristol. I was there. How we got that performance, I've no idea, but we did in the second half, right? So you've got four points and that's it. Southampton beat us and Leicester beat us. Yeah, they are there. Nine games, nine games we've played, right? If you take the cup game out, that's eight games we've played, but we've got four points. Yeah, that it's, it's got to change, and You can't be going through four that. out of 24. Four points out of twenty-four points. Yeah. And he's just he just bought his squad in. John Pierce yeah, is on the John Pierce is on the case. Something's happening, isn't they? Oh, I don't think it is. That's a quarter of the points available. If you work on that over a season, right, we're not going to get much more than forty points. I can't see us getting forty points, Andrew. I mean, I think this performance is set in really. I mean, we didn't deserve anything against Bristol City, in my opinion. I thought we were dog-awful, but somehow we're creeping goals in. I felt we, So we've got Sunderland next, so we'll talk about Sunderland next. So we've got them next in the league. When's that? Is it Tuesday? Wednesday? Oh, no, we've got the international Tuesday. break, haven't we? Right. International break, and, and then um, we play Sunderland on the Saturday, Leeds on the Tuesday. Right, so... Sunderland will be up for it. Sorry, Leeds on the Wednesday. Yeah, on the Wednesdays, yeah. So we've got so we've got Sunderland who, who are going to be bang up for this because of Alex Neal. Because um, they'll want to put an, a fat, another nail in the coffin, let, let's be brutally honest. Then we've yeah. got Leeds. Now, Leeds are... They, they've picked Leeds up. Yeah. 
Yeah, they've picked up, haven't they, Leeds? They've started putting performances together. So we've got Leeds. Then who have we got? Middlesbrough away. Then we've got Middlesbrough away, who now have started picking up. I can't see a point. The the only one... The only one I can see something against is Sunderland. Leeds, I think, will be the same as Southampton and Leicester. It'll be a, a drab... Boring one nil to them. Um, Middlesbrough, I think, might pasters. There's something about Middlesbrough, and Michael Carrick. They, they, they could just turn up, can't they? Then they've got they've got a performance in them, Middlesbrough. So surely he's got to go with that. If if we only get a point against Sunderland and we lose the other two, surely it's time then. So that's that one. You have to stick with somebody at some point, Ian. You can't just keep changing managers. You can what you can look at AC Milan, look at Real Madrid, look at Watford. I mean, not so much Watford now. Look at Watford. Look at Watford. They're the same points as us. I know they'll they'll turn it round, and you know that they'll sack a manager. (laughs) Okay, back in. That's what they do, Ange. They say, yeah, right, you've lost two games, off your pop, and then they'll win again. <laughs> it's what Watford do. Yeah. The King's at it. I, they, I think they've had more managers in three years than we've had in this history, probably. Um, yeah. Right, so before we end on this incredibly positive podcast, we're going to talk about the women's team. It's been a while since we've talked about them, because I've been depressed yeah. and not done the pod. So, Ange, tell us all the latest news. Goal difference, I think we'll be fourth or fifth. 
uh, at this moment in time. And then on Tuesday, uh, we're at Derby County. Uh, you know how bad it is at the moment that I've had enough fans. Is it? it I, it's. Only, I'm, I'm just fuming. <laughs> and I said this to me mate. Said the reason why I'm probably a bit, a bit gitted, gitted with it and all that is the start we had. So had all the excitement, so we could spend money, and I've been trusting them for ages because they've now got a bit yeah. of money. And then to see the absolute dross that we're watching at the moment. It just makes you yeah. want to cry, doesn't it? It does. But listen, um, we've done, and um, I'm really pleased, and I'm glad that we're back, and hopefully uh, the next time we have a match to report on, uh, because the women aren't playing next Sunday either, they've got a weekend off, they're playing midweek, uh, that we can celebrate two wins, Ian. Two wins. I think there's more chance, and this is not me being rude, I think there's more chance of plating piss. I've got to be honest. I don't want to be rude and I don't offend this audience, but I think that's that's the truth. Might get a point. I might have egg on my face next time. You never know. But, yeah, let's hope for a more positive miracle from Mr. Medioki and that we come back happy, Ange. 